solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get started, I want to send a special belated birthday. Happy belated birthday to the greatest Texan to never wear the franchise jersey, Mr. Vince Young. John. Is that possible? How can you be a greatest Texan and never wear? Because once again, John, if the Texans would have drafted Vince Young, his career would have been a lot different in the last especially the early part of the 2010s would have went a lot better and and i always say vince young andre johnson aaron foster name a better trio my point exactly and with that being said welcome into the wednesday installment of locked on texans the daily podcast covering your favorite football team and the houston texans every single day here on the locked on podcast network and as always i'm your host texans reporter for espn houston and usa today texans wire cody davis along with the greatest co-host in the world and i and hopefully he agrees with me Vince Young is the greatest Texan player in franchise history to never represent the franchise. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. I don't agree with you. The Texans had an opportunity to draft Darrell Revis. And the most recent probably is Marcus Peters. They chose Kevin Johnson over Marcus Peters. And we know how that worked out. So, uh, but, you know, I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys to discuss the Houston Texans. On this Wednesday, I want to tell you guys about Peacock and Williamson podcast, former NFL scout Matt Williamson and NFL analyst Brian Peacock, host of Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team and move around the league. Get your picks, previews and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Check out the Odyssey app. You can find them on there as well. It's Wednesday. Phase two of minicamp is kicking off as we speak. That's already started. Phase three kicks off next week on the 24th. So Houston is in a spot where, you know, like they, they, they have a lot of opportunity coming up uh, to really start building what they believe they want the identity of this team to be. I want to look at the progression of Davis Mills may lead to more responsibility for Pep Hamilton. I think that's very important. You know, also which stretch of games matters the most for this mix of veterans and rookies. And then we're also going to catch you up with some Texans news to end up the show. But Cody first, which stretch of games matters the most for Houston this season? I think that's important to talk about simply because it's going to be a part of the season, just like any other season. It's just an extra game added this year, which I personally like. Part of this season, it'll be a stretch, whether it's home, a home game stand or an away stand, or just depending on who they play, it's going to be something that we're going to have to really see what this team is made of. I mean, when I look at the schedule, aside of the preseason games, which I can't wait to go to, but you start the season off with Jacksonville, 
and you end the season with Tennessee against Tennessee. During that time, you play teams like the Seattle Seahawks, you play the Miami Dolphins, you play the Rams, you play the Arizona Cardinals, which a lot of people are excited to watch. You play the Patriots. They come back to your house. You have the opportunity to win uh, three home games against the Patriots. And that's something that you really want as this franchise. You want to put that stamp that you were able to defend your home against your big brother for three seasons. So when I look at the schedule, with all that being said, for me, the most important stretch for Houston is actually the first three games of the season. You open up the season against a rookie head coach and quarterback, you know, Urban Myers and Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer, by the way, he's he's uh he has tra- Travis Eddying practicing as a receiver instead of the running back, which he played, you know, majority of his all of his career at Clemson. And that could be either a genius move or uh, do what the hell are you doing type of move. But you, you open up the season against rookies in the league, whether it's on the coaching staff or at quarterback. And you also have a rookie head coach who's never been a coordinator. You could possibly, depending on what we see, you could possibly have a rookie quarterback start week one. You have a rookie first-time general manager as well. And overall, you want to set the the standard of what this season could possibly mean. Like, we don't want to see you – we know you're going to lose games. We don't want how you lost – to be the story that you lost. We don't want to see Texans get 21 put on their head. We don't want to see Texans lose because of bad management. We don't want to see Texans lose because of four second half turnovers because of just, you know, bad football play. So when you open up this season against a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, I want to see a statement. Do I believe that they will win their first game? No, but I want to see fight. I want to see fight. Uh, Then you have Cleveland and Carolina. And the reason why those are the most important games for me, not only because you take on Jacksonville, but, you know, during the locked on now toughest stretch, the easiest easiest game to win for for the season, I chose the Jets. But the Carolina Panthers could also be right there. You know, they have a new quarterback in Sam Darnold who hasn't done well in the league, especially the last two years under, under Adam Gase. They have a young head coach. They have a young team. So Carolina is also another team that I could see Houston potentially getting one of the three wins that they could potentially get this year on my behalf. And after that, you have Buffalo, New England, Indianapolis, Arizona. Like you have games, you're playing against teams that you will be expected to lose. As a matter of fact, you are the underdog in 17 of all 17 games this season. When I look at the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, and then the Colts, and then Arizona, and then the Rams, like, I don't, I don't expect you to win those games, but I do expect for you to put up fights, and I want to see how this Houston team starts the season. That's the most important thing for me, man. I just want to see how they gear up and, and prepare themselves for whoever's going to be behind center, whoever is going to be the number two receiver on this team, how this offensive line is going to be uh, put on the field when it's all said and done. Will it be Marcus Cannon at right guard and Titus Howard at right tackle? Will they be interchangeable? Are we going to see Max Sharpen this season? Whitney Merciless, Jonathan Grenard, the edge position. How are we going to see guys who are transitioning from a traditional 3-4 outside linebacker to more of a hand-in-the-dirt in the, in the dirt 
4-3 kind of guy. The interior, Ross Blacklock, what you got this year for? You got some. You got something to prove or not, because if not, this team can move on. We want to see you progress. John, you say the first three. I'm going to extend that and say, to piggyback off of you, the first five games of the regular season, because you might not be expecting them to do so, but I believe those first five games are going to be extremely important for the Texans, because if there is any hope for them to not finish and dead last in this league next season, and not only that, if there is any hope that they are actually going to be a competitive team, it's going to come within those first five games of the regular season, because after the three games that you mentioned, you also got a game against the Bills and then the New England Patriots and John you can let me know if you disagree but I truly believe that there is a slim chance that entering week six we could be looking at the Houston Texans sitting at three and two I think we can all agree regardless if they start off one and four oh and five or three and two I'm pretty sure the back half of this schedule we can all agree that unless there is a miracle by God the Houston Texans will not be playing for anything when you take a look at the final five games of the regular season when they go up against the Seattle Seahawks the Jacksonville Jaguars the Los Angeles Chargers the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans to me I'm going to say the final five games of the regular season is going to be very important for the Texans because this year is going to be very critical for the evaluation process for these young guys why because it is the first year of the rebuild and the last thing I don't want to see the Texans do John to your point you talk about Ross Blacklock we want to see him this year but if we don't see him and you move on from him and let's say he signs with the Tennessee Titans and become an all pro that is going to be a player you miss out on because you did not give him a fair opportunity a fair chance to see what he can do in a Houston Texans jersey and besides the best teacher is experience the way things are looking right now as we sit here on may 19 2021 i'm pretty sure four of the texans final five games of the regular season are going to be against playoff caliber teams which means you're going to be throwing your young guys out there against some of the best players in the league john to me it's the last five games of the regular season like i mentioned the evaluation process this year is going to be extremely critical especially for the class of 2019 because i do have faith in ross blacklock i do have faith in jonathan grenard but in order for everything to manifest the way it's supposed to they're going to need some playing time and just like what you and i talked about on yesterday david cully did mention his philosophy if a rookie if a young player understands what they're trying to do as an organization what they're trying to do on the football field they are going to be in the midst of the competition yeah also remembering you guys are a part of that bill o'brien draft class and this you know who, who's here now does not have any ties to you if they don't want you around uh but it's not it's it's about the players for me, Cody. But we can't sit here and, and say things like David Cully is a placeholder, David Cully would be an asterisk coach, David Cully isn't gonna be around for too long. Like we can't say those things and not make any stretch of this season not necessarily be more about him and his coaching staff and Nick Casario getting it right or wrong. And, and so for and, me, it's, it's all about what kind of coach we're getting. And, and John, to your point, 
and, and this goes back to what you were talking about the first three games of the regular season is going to be an extremely important probably the most important three game five game stretch for tim kelly because just like you and i talked about last week i don't see tim kelly still being a part of this coaching staff beyond a 2021 season because let's be real the only reason why he is still here today it was sort of like a final stretch to try to get Deshaun Watson to try to get back on Deshaun Watson's good side nine times out of ten Watson is out the door there is no need for Tim Kelly to still be on his coaching staff a perfect perfect way to move forward you know what will be Pep Hamilton's role with this team in the future with the progression of maybe the Davis Mills, uh, Tyrod, Ty whoever they, you know, set faith in, at what point do we see Pep Hamilton's name start to buzz around the city and the media with this team that he could possibly be the next OC? Texans fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Hey, that means me. I texted. I, I texted and I got mine on the way. And you can too. To get your complimentary bottle of Nogenics, text draft to 231231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy in lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat insinuator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text draft to 231-231. That's draft to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Once you understand that whatever is going to happen coming up is going to be what it is regardless unless God feels like coming from heaven and, and, you know, playing football games himself. I'm okay with this season and being bad record wise. I just want to see the type of players we have. More importantly, I just want to see what type of coaches we have. Right. Talked about Pep Hamilton. He was brought in on this coaching staff. Let's look at this coaching staff. Like let's highlight uh, Danny Barrett, good running backs coach. Let's highlight the fact that Lovey Smith, which he's he's a guy that I can't really wait to dive into more. We're going to see how the turnovers he talked about, how that transpires, how he's going to get players to that point, how he's going to get this defense to that point. We're going to see how uh, Andy Bischoff, how he can you know transition this tight end group to something special, offensive line group. Now, we're going to see all of that, but. Is it safe to say that Pep Hamilton headlined the uh, the assistant coaching class for Houston this season that was brought in? We know what Tim Kelly is. And as you mentioned, Tim Kelly got a favor thrown. He got a bone thrown his way. But he's the OC right now. Pep Hamilton brought in to be the quarterback's coach. I, I can't imagine him leaving the Chargers without some type of underlying uh, agreement in place that, hey, man, listen, right now this guy's a placeholder. We want you here. We're just going about it in a more uh, professional way. And remember, he was brought in before the Deshaun Watson mess. So at that point, Houston was still working on trying to reconcile uh, their relationship with Deshaun, which is why Tim Kelly was brought back. But moving forward, we've all accepted what the change is going to be. Do we see Pep Hamilton in that offensive coordinator role at some point after this upcoming season? 
Because, I, and I'll say this, I think wherever the progression of Davis Mills go, that's where the future of this team with Pep Hamilton goes. Like if, if, if there is any part, and we talk about the three-game stretch, if we see Davis Mills this season, whether it's the last five games to close out the year, as you pointed to, Cody, you know, we know what this season is. It's basically over. We just want to see the type of players we have for next season. Have to evaluate every position. If Davis Mills goes out there, and if he's in that position to complete some football for Houston on the field, and let's say he's having a decent a decent time, a decent, you know, to those last five games. Does he stick around? And if he's if he's out there balling, what does that mean for Pep Hamilton? Because we all can agree that Pep is probably the only guy that should really be teaching Mills anything, in my opinion. So if Mills gets better, if he proves to be worthy of some sort, or if, or if, if Tyrod is balling, you know, where does Pep Hamilton go with the progression of either one of those guys in his future with his team? He's going to be the offensive coordinator, if not in 2022 for sure in 2023 depending on how this whole coaching situation with david cully plays out and i said that because this topic kind of brought me back to david cully's press conference on saturday and cully was asked about pep hamilton how is he as a quarterback coach how is he as someone who can develop talent and john as you and i have alluded to several times here on this show, especially since the whole Deshaun Watson mess started to take place. Pep Hamilton has a really good track record for the, the talented guys he has helped produce. I mean, in Stanford and in Indianapolis, he had Andrew Luck. He had an opportunity to work with Tyrod Taylor. We saw the work he did just last year with Justin Herbert out there in Los Angeles. And now here in Houston, he's going to be expected to do the same thing or come close to repeating that same success with Davis Mills. However, with that being said, every time David Cully raved about Pep Hamilton, he always started to talk about him as an offensive coordinator when you take a look at pep hamilton's resume a lot of times not only was he the quarterback coach but he was either an assistant head coach or the offensive coordinator and david cully raved about how good he was as an offensive minded guy how good he is as someone who can help make a team's offense dynamic and i went back and i took a look at pep hamilton's time as an offensive coordinator and the one team that stood out to me the most is the indianapolis colts and i say that because during that time of course he was reunited with andrew luck and he was only the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach in indianapolis for a total of four seasons from 2013 to 2016. Indianapolis finished with a top 15 offense in three of Pep Hamilton's four seasons with the Colts. And in two of those years, they finished in the top 10. In his first season in 2013, Indianapolis finished with the league's 14th best offense, averaging 24 points per game. In 2014, which was by far Pep Hamilton's best as an offensive coordinator in Indianapolis, 
The Colts finished third in the league in offense, averaging 28 points per game. And in his final season in 2016, Indianapolis finished with the 10th best offense, averaging 25.7 points per game. The only time Indianapolis did not crack the top half of the NFL's best offensive team came during the 2015 season when they finished that year with the league's 27th best offense while averaging 20 points per game and i also want to mention that that was the same season that andrew luck only played seven games due to injury so when looking at tim kelly once again unless he can find a way to replicate the same success or come close to the success there is no way he's going to survive the 2021 season and john this is no disrespect to tim kelly but at the same time how much of that offense did we see how much of that was a result of Tim Kelly and how much of that was just based off of Deshaun Watson greatness alone because regardless of the Texans finishing with a 4-12 season they did finish I believe somewhere in the top 12 in offensive rating last year and we all know that Deshaun Watson had one of the greatest seasons for a quarterback one unfortunately that will be forgotten the connections that Pep Hamilton had to Houston going with uh, Davis Mills with the first pick at 67. Like, you know, you, you are a part of, well, I know him, I spent time with him, uh, along with Ben McDaniels, and, you know, this whole coaching staff, they have connections to all the players. His path to growing with this franchise may lean on Davis Mills. But I want to let you guys know about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with Promo code locked on again. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. Bet online is your online sportsbook experts. Also, did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors? When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, we're definitely passionate about our favorites. My personal favorite, the churro marshmallow. But you have a lot of flavors to choose from: coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, and peanut butter brownie. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Bill Bar has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at billboard.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year award. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Before closing out this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, John, you could let me know, what is the big deal about jersey numbers? I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, I get it in sports. There are a couple numbers that are legendary. I don't know why it's such a big deal to see players switch their numbers. Lonnie well, Johnson I mean, went from 32 to 1. 
I'll say this. Deion Mark Sanders, Ingram is now number two. two. Yeah, Deion Sanders always says if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you play good. Well, that's Deion Sanders, one of the greatest athletes, not just NFL well, players, athletes, athletes of, all, of time. all time. I know. I know what you're going to say. But, you know, honestly, a jersey number could – I'm not I'm not really into – the the yeah I guess the, I guess the hypotheticals or what could be but for players man it may be a subconscious thing for them like they may feel like with this number on those were probably the best years of playing football for them and they want to get back to them starting with a number change I, I I'm not sure but all of this all it does for these players is not necessarily Mark Ingram but across the entire league. Changing your number is going to do what for the 21-22 season? And if nothing changes, like if – like we like Lonnie Johnson here on this show. Let's not get it confused. And I love the original Lonnie Johnson who made the water gun back in the 70s, the super soaker. And I love Lonnie Johnson Jr. who we drafted out of Kentucky University, cornerback safety. But – you know, we're going to have to see a turnover this season. And it's going to be easy for people to, you know, pick at you change your number and, and still didn't add a number to your turnover account. Or it's going to be easy for, for people to get those jokes off in the media. Uh, and overall, whether it's turnovers or just overall better play and him being more comfortable at safety, I'm just, I'm not necessarily picking at him. I'm just saying he's a guy that's coming immediately to my mind because he changed his number to number one. Uh, we, we just want to see more. So, if the number change helps you mentally, go right ahead. I don't care. But if it, if it if you come out of last season, I mean, if you come out of this season with the same issues from last season, then maybe there should not be a number on any of these teams across the league because you know maybe maybe you need to go ahead and just goes elsewhere because you're not helping us. And that's for all 32 teams. Brevin Jordan announced that he will be wearing number nine, which was his college number. But, John, I'm interested to see what number is Nico Collins going to pick and what number he's going to be able to pick. Because the number that he has been wearing ever since high school was four. (laughs) And as of right now, (laughs) four is actually taken. I am interested to see how that is going to play out. Uh, Nico Collins, he ain't getting that four. We we don't know yet because technically, technically it's available, but it's not. I don't think that's how confusing the the Sean Watson thing is. Nobody is going to want to see number four on the field, at least for the immediate year. Why? Now, if if it's not, if it's not not actually Watson. Holly, anything. Let's be real. It's not like we're going to retire the number. No, we're not. But I think because of how it transpires, I think Texans fans will be okay without seeing a number four uh, on the field for this upcoming season. Nobody bet not touch 99. I know that for sure. Oh, man, we know that's untouchable. 99 and 80 and 23 are all untouchable numbers for the Houston Texans. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out today's show. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a review. Let us know how everything is going. And get at us, man. Text us. Tweet us, you know. Get at us. Let's talk. We got – it's so much – it's a dead period in the NFL that's about to come soon. And all we want to do is hear from you guys because you guys are really, really into what's going on with the Houston Texans every single day. We are too, but you know, the emotional fans, I love you guys. Cause you, you, 
everything that we possibly want to say, but we have to be professional. We, we let you guys get away with it because technically we didn't say it. So come on in, tweet us every now and then. Text us, get with us, man. Locked on Texans, follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Hey, my favorite number in my Twitter handle. <laughs> Why 24? <laughs> because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.